Psalm 116, if you stand for the reading of God's Word, um, I want to read verse 8 and 9. It says, For you have rescued my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I shall walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm still thankful. That's what I want to talk about. I'm still thankful. It's amazing. I was going to go to the classical Thanksgiving passage. But this passage has spoken to me in many, many ways. Because this passage has to do with deliverance from a near-death experience. When you think back over your life, amen, and you look at where you are now, amen, and how God has delivered you from the point of a near-death experiences, destruction. Depression, denial, how he rescued you, how he delivered you. When I, when I think about, when I equate thankfulness with God, I conclude with what the psalmist is dealing with in this passage. He learned something about God. He learned that when you call on God, he'll answer. Whenever you're reading a passage of scripture, you'll find that there are repeated words. This is a song of thanksgiving. A psalm is either a poetry or song. And this, this particular congregational song was the song that they, would, that they would sing as they reflect over their lives. I know I have a few people here in this room who can testify that I have came close to giving up. Come on, somebody. I have touched, amen, or came close to touching the doorsteps of death. I wish I had somebody. I live such a reckless life that when I think about where I am now, I realize something that if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? The psalmist had a recall. And the reason I'm thankful today, I got four reasons I'm thankful. I'm, I'm still thankful today because I don't forget the day that I accepted Jesus Christ. I don't forget. Amen. I have not forgotten what he has done for me. The psalmist, the psalmist here writes, if you look at verse one, he, 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 he starts off as a love letter. He says, I love the Lord. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He says, the reason I love the Lord, and this is why I'm saying to you, that we never give up on prayer. Never give up on calling on the Lord. When you can't call nobody, know this, that you can call the Lord. I'm thankful that I got a God who can hear me. I'm thankful that I got a God, amen, who sees me. I, I'm thankful that I got a God who understands me. But look what he says. He says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice. I know you got your relationship with him, but he says he hears my voice. I don't know if you've ever called on him. 
Amen. But the psalmist is having a recall. And he says, not only does he hear my voice, but he hears my supplication. He says, because he has inclined his ear to me. He says, therefore, now whatever the there is therefore is what happens before. He has an emphatic here. He says, the reason I keep calling on the Lord is because he does hear me. And because he hears me, I'm going to make a promise and I'm going to make a purposeful position in my life that as long as I live, I will call upon his name. I don't know who you're going to call or who you've been calling in this in your situations. But I want to tell you there's one person that I know that will not let me down, and that's God. The psalmist helps us to understand that you could call Pookie and Ray Ray, but they ain't going to answer. You can call your Annie and you can call your Granny, but I want to tell you something. The one thing I know about God, he going to answer. The psalmist says, as long as I live, I will call on the name of the Lord. Now, he's speaking from experience because the psalmist is testifying of how God has delivered him. Now, 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 he knows that he loves the Lord. He knows that God hears his voice. Watch this. He says, I make, I made a commitment. To God. Here's my commitment that I'm going to call on him as long as I live. But don't look at verse, look at verse three for a minute. He says the cords of death. Now, the psalmist is writing from a position. I don't know if you've ever had a near death experience. I don't know if you've had, amen, a period in your life, let's use it metaphorically for a minute. Amen. Where you just wanted to give up. You just wanted to throw in the towel. You felt like you could not keep going. But I'm thankful today that in spite of me wanting to give up, when I called on the name of the Lord, the Lord gave me what I needed so that I could make it through the mess that I was in. The text says, he said, the cords of death encompassed me. And the terrors of Sheol, which is which is hell, came upon me. I found distress and sorrow. Look at verse 4. Then, hey, I called what? On the what? On the name of the Lord. But when you don't know who to call. Come on, somebody. When, when, you, when you tried calling people, and when you get tired in the journey and you don't know what to do and you get real frustrated, can I help you with this? Call his name because his name is wonderful counselor. Come on, somebody. Prince of peace, deliverer, amen, redeemer. Come on, somebody. El Elyon. See, the, the, the psalmist is declaring to us the God that I call on can do something about where I am right now. I don't know about you, but I know that there are some people in my life I can definitely depend on. But I know a God who is dependable, a God, hallelujah, who will show up 
right on time. I'm trying to help somebody. He says, then I called on the name of the Lord. He says, oh, Lord, I beseech thee, save my life. So now you get the point that the psalmist is suggesting that on the darkest day of his life, he called on the Lord and the Lord answered him. I'm trying to help somebody here this morning to let you know that it doesn't matter what's going on in your life right now. You can call on God and he will show up in your situation. Amen. He will do something about where you are if you're willing to surrender your life to him. So why am I still thankful? I'm glad you asked. Look at verse 8. Verse 8 says... And not only, he says, return to you, return to your rest, O my soul, verse 7, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have what? Who? Uh-uh, uh-uh. You have what? Rescued. Come on, somebody. You've rescued my soul from where? From death. You have rescued me. And so the reason that I'm still thankful today, first point, reason I'm still thankful is because he, no brainer. He did what? Can, can, can I tell you that word rescue there means to pull out of. Amen. Watch this. The word means to strip off. The word means to brace up. The word has the idea of someone making you strong. When God rescued us, he rescued us. I don't know what he rescued you out of. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. The Lord has rescued me from some things that if I would have stayed in it. Come on, somebody. I wouldn't be sitting here saying thank you this morning. So, Lord, this morning, as long as I live, I will call on your name. But I want to tell you thank you for rescuing me. Thank you that I knew that I, see, some of us don't know we need rescuing right now. Because some of us believe that we can rescue ourselves. But I thank God that he rescued me. Look what the text says next. Not only did he rescue me, but he says he, watch this, my eyes. Hey. From what? How many are you tired of crying? How many of you past the point of crying? Come on, somebody, you put so past the point of crying, you done become bitter now. But I thank God, hallelujah, that he rescued me so much so that he dried my tears. My next point is, not only am I thankful for that, but he wiped away my tears. Tears have to do with emotion. Tears have to do with your feelings. Amen. The tears that you had the, the crying you've done the agonizing you've done over situations that were hurtful in your life God says when you call on me I'll wipe those tears not only will I rescue I'm thankful y'all I'm thankful that I don't have to cry anymore the tears that you see now is tears of joy the tears that you see now are the tears that I have been rescued. And I'm grateful that when I called on him, I'm sticking with that. When I called on him, he answered. He answered, but he wiped. He says, he held my eyes 
Listen, listen. He doesn't want you crying in the presence of your enemy. He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. And he will show you off in front of your enemies. Amen. But I love the fact that the Lord says that the writer declares that he wiped my eyes, my eyes from tears. Tell your neighbor, you don't have to cry no more. You, you don't have to agonize over that situation no more. I want you to be thankful this Thanksgiving. I want you to be thankful. I don't want you to cry this Thanksgiving about what you don't have. Come on, somebody. About what you lost. But I want, I want you to allow God to come and just wipe your tears. Come on, somebody. I want you to, I want God to, you allow God to just comfort you in your situation right now. I want you to allow God to hold you in his arms because that's comforting to know that if he hears you, he'll comfort you. Do I have anybody? The text says, not only my eyes from tears, but my feet. Now, this is interesting to me. That I want to destroy my life. I want to cry. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Watch this. I don't want to be rescued. You know when you get to that destructive phase in your life where you don't want to be rescued? Come on, somebody. Where you don't want nobody telling you anything? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God says, no, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. I'm going to hold you up because your life is more important to me. It may not be important to you, but it's important to me. And remember, the psalmist had gotten to a place of self-destruction. And he's thanking God that he didn't go through with it. In this season. I'm talking about that Sunday. Amen. I'm talking about gift exchange. Exchange your loneliness. Come on, somebody. For comfort. But, but, but we get to a place where we, we feel this way. Where it, it's like, man, this is it. I can't go on any longer. But I want to encourage somebody to let you know that not only will God wipe your tears, but the next thing is he'll keep me from falling. Listen, listen, this word, this word stumbling, the word denotes something to be avoided with one's feet. In, in other words, God will keep you away from from shaky ground. <laughs> Come on somebody. He'll redirect your steps. He'll keep you. From failing. He'll keep you. From falling. He'll keep you. Hallelujah. From giving up. In this journey. So I encourage you. On this day. <laughs> I encourage you. On this Thanksgiving. That you ought to hold on. To God's unchanging hands. Verse 9 says. Watch this now. He says. I shall walk. See before he didn't have the confidence to walk. He didn't have the charisma. To stay where he needed to stay. He didn't have. Watch this. He didn't have what he needed. Because he was at a point of giving up. But give me my last point. The text says. Watch what it says. It says, I shall walk before the Lord in the land. 
listen, it's time for you to get out the cemetery and start walking with some people who are alive in Christ. It's time to get out of those dark places and stand in the land of the living. My last point is this. He gave me a second chance. And I'm thankful today. Here's what I'm thankful for. I got a second chance. I'm thankful I got a second chance. You know, when when a person truly understands that oxygen is a gift, they will not smoke. If a person comprehends that good health is a gift, they will not abuse drugs. When Christians understand that grace is a gift of God, they will make the choice to say no to wrong and yes to right. If a Christian loses sight of grace, then they will become irresponsible with life. Amen. And the life that God has given them now. I thank God that he rescued me. I don't have to cry. Listen, listen, listen. It does not mean I'm not going to cry. You just ain't going to see me broken in my crying. I ain't going to fall. You can threaten me all you want. I ain't falling. Not with the Lord on my side. And lastly, I thank God that he's given me a second chance. Give God a hand clap of praise. Thank God. Thank God for a second chance. Thank God for a second chance. Thank God for a third chance. Thank God for all the chances that he says now. Watch this now. If you look at verse 9, he's removed from the presence of God. He says, now I will walk before. See, we can't walk, watch this, we can't walk before the Lord if we're living in shame. If we're living in sin. You can't walk before God. Let's talk about that. You can't walk before God uprightly if you're living wrong. But he says, now I can walk before the Lord with confidence. Come on, somebody, with confidence, with charisma. Come on, somebody. I can use my gifts. And I'm walking in the land of the living. Amen.